0: Hello, and welcome to the Ohio Valley True Crime Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth. Before we get to this week's episode, I want to give a few thanks and shoutouts. I have received some great five-star reviews on iTunes, so thank you to Jace, Justin, and Marjorie. Also, I recently did voice cameos on two of my favorite podcasts. The first one is the Swindled Podcast. If you'd like to check it out, look up Swindled and listen to episode 13, the Pharma Bro. The other podcast is Obscura, a true crime podcast. You can hear me on episode 7, Oba Chandler, part 1. But a warning, the episode can be too graphic for some listeners. This week takes us to Cleveland, Ohio. Because it is such a recent case and includes the death of a child, I thought it was important to try and get this story out as soon as possible. And now, let's begin. When a child goes missing, you expect a certain sequence of events to happen. The caregiver will search everywhere that they can think of, then they'll contact the police and then the news. There are searches and pleas and hope. You expect to see family and friends out trying to do everything that they can to find answers and never giving up. And even if the caregiver is the one responsible, still, someone notices that the child is gone. Other family members daycare, school, or neighbors. Someone will notice that a child has just vanished. Surely, in this day and age, kids can't just go missing without anyone noticing. Except, they can. Some children slip through the cracks, unnoticed, unreported, until it's too late. As was the case with four-year-old, Elizar Ruiz. In 2015, Eliasar's mother, Ashley, had to make a decision about what to do with her young son. Ashley was in trouble with the law again and wouldn't be able to care for him while she went to prison. This wasn't the first time that this had happened. Reports show that in 2009 and 2010, Children and Family Services found that Ashley was providing insufficient parental care for her two oldest children. The father of those two children was awarded custody but he hadn't seen his third child, Elizar, since he was a year and a half old. With no other real options, as some of her family had also had trouble with the law, Ashley decided to place Elizar in the care of his godmother, who so far has remained unnamed by authorities. When you look at pictures of Elizar, you see a seemingly typical healthy, happy, and normal toddler. He had big, beautiful brown eyes, curly black hair, and a beautiful smile and you wonder what he would have grown up to be if he'd been given the chance. Exactly when and how someone took away Elizar's chance to grow up remains a mystery. From what we know, July 4th of 2016 would be the last time that anyone from Elizar's immediate family saw him alive. His grandmother, Dawn, saw him that day and reported that everything seemed fine, she didn't have any concerns about his safety or well-being. It seemed that Elizar's godmother was treating him well. But months later, Dawn became worried because she hadn't seen or heard from the godmother. She thought maybe the godmother had left the state and hadn't told anyone. Dawn claims that she became so concerned she tried to file a missing persons report for Elizarr with the local police. However, she says that she was told by police that since she was not a parent or a custodial guardian, she couldn't file a missing report for her four-year-old grandson. It is unclear as to why Elizar's mother, Ashley, did not file a report, but with Don unable to file a report and no one else trying to find him, nothing happened. No one else reported Elizar missing. There are no records of him being in the system for children and family services, and no one could get a hold of his godmother. It's as if the little boy had just vanished, and almost no one cared enough to look. Even when the worst outcome came on September 20th of 2017, Eliza would still be a phantom, someone found, but not known. That morning, at an abandoned home on Longmead Avenue, a landscaper saw a suspicious garbage bag behind the house. The landscaper decided to cut the bag open, and upon doing so, discovered skeletal remains. Police were called to the scene, and there was some immediate confusion as to who the remains actually belonged to. You see, a few months earlier in July, at the house next to the abandoned one, a 50-year-old man named Daniel Sloan had been murdered and dismembered. Police initially thought that the remains were his, since Sloan's head, arms, and legs had never been recovered. But the medical examiner quickly determined that the body was that of a young child who who had been dead for at least a few months. An autopsy was performed to help identify the cause of death and look for clues as to who the child could be. Unfortunately, the cause of death for Eliza Ruiz remains undetermined. Even with no cause of death, police are still treating the case as suspicious for obvious reasons. On September 25th, with no identification readily available, Dr. Linda Spurlock, The assistant professor of anthropology from Kent State University examined the skeleton to obtain demographic information for a forensic sketch that could be released to the public. On October 10th, DNA results determined that the child was male, and police used this information to try and compare him to possible matches in the missing persons database. With no new leads or identification, the police and medical examiner held a joint press conference on December 6th. Together, they pleaded for the public's health in identifying the child and released the sketch that Dr. Spurlock had worked on. They were still unable to identify the victim's race and cause of death. That same day, media outlets and community partners started to distribute the sketch and even put up a billboard to try and identify the young victim. Weeks later, on January 8th of 2018, news outlets once again ran the story, hoping to generate leads. This time, it finally worked. On January 9th, police finally received the tip that they had been waiting for. While in prison, Eliza's mother Ashley had seen the sketch on TV, and thinking that the sketch looked a lot like her son, contacted police. A DNA test was performed to compare their DNA, and a few days later, they finally got their answers. The young child, found in a garbage bag behind an abandoned home, was Eliza Ruiz. And, unfortunately, that's where the case has stayed for the last five months. The cause of death for Elizar still has not been determined, and no one has been arrested or listed as a suspect in his death. While it may be easy to have initial anger towards Ashley for what led her to be away from her son, we must remember that she is ultimately not responsible for his death. Suspicion immediately falls to the godmother, who had been taking care of Elizar since 2015, but so far... Her name has not been released. Even if Elizar's death was somehow accidental or natural, which seems unlikely, it is still a terrible thing to have simply discarded him like garbage. Whoever harmed Elizar or took part in leaving his body needs to come forward. This is another case where someone knows something. But unlike so many other cold cases, Elizar's case is new. The crime is still fresh in people's minds, and someone knows something. A child should not be able to just disappear. The person or persons responsible need to be held accountable. If you have any information about the death of Eliza Ruiz, please contact Cleveland Police at 216-623-5000. Horrifically, Eliza is not the only child to go missing without anyone looking. In 2014, the FBI conducted a raid and rescued 168 children from sex trafficking some as young as 11 years old. Some of those children had never been reported as missing to the police. How many other unreported missing children are out there is unknown. But unfortunately, most of those children are most likely being trafficked like the children from the raid. For more information on how to help missing and exploited children and to find ways to support the efforts, please visit the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children at www.missingkids. Com. Before we end the episode, I would like to tell you about this week's sponsor and play promos for some other awesome podcasts that you should check out. So for all of you who listen to the Ohio Valley True Crime Podcast and own an Android device, I have an app that you should try. Go to Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a great app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly onto your Android devices. I started to use the app and it's become one of my favorites. I can search for the podcasts I want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them all just a click away. When you download the app, make sure to set Ohio Valley True Crime as a favorite podcast so you won't miss any new episodes. Again, the app is Podcast Republic, available on Android devices. If you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, please follow us on Twitter at OVTrueCrime, on Instagram at OVTrueCrime, or the website OVTrueCrime. Com. And now let's hear from the hosts of People Are Wild, Swindled, and Our Strange Skies. This is Kim, your friendly neighborhood ER nurse. I'm the host of People Are Wild, the only podcast that claims to bring medical entertainment, medutainment, on a weekly basis. I can be found on your favorite podcast listening app, iTunes and Google Play, and you can talk to me on Twitter at People Are Wild. For over 40 years, Hooker Chemical Corporation dumped over 80 toxic substances at Love Canal. There is substantial medical opinion that continued use of the Dalkon Shield may pose a serious personal health hazard. Yeah. Oh, I hate all of you! I hate you! He's accused of orchestrating the largest lotto scam ever. In opening arguments, prosecutor Jerry Miller portrayed Baker as a greedy, money-hungry showman who practiced fraud disguised as religion. Martin Shkreli has become the most hated man in America. My kid's not here. He's dead. He I'm hit. He ruined my life. Swindled is a podcast that uses narrative storytelling, archival audio, and immersive soundscapes to explore true cases of white-collar crime and corporate greed. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever else you may get your podcasts. For more information about the show, visit our website at swindledpodcasts.com. What's up, UFOnauts? It's your UFO guy, Rob Christofferson. Have you ever been curious about the UFO phenomenon, but unsure of where to start? Have you ever wondered about just what crashed at Roswell? Have you ever wanted common-sense advice about licking UFOs? The answers don't. Then check out the Our Strange Skies podcast, where we dive into America's rich UFO history and uncover what these sightings say about ourselves. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and most podcast apps, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget to look up, because you never know what you'll find in our strange skies. In gray we trust.